0: everybody. It's SBO Perspectives. That's right. Another week, another podcast episode. And so I am Jack Mitchell along with the esteemed John Burcato. That's right. John Bercato, JB. And so great episode I may have alluded to last week. This is on the interviewing aspects uh, for
1: SBOs, new seasons, wherever you land. And I'll let John get right into it. Before we get into who we're speaking with today, we just did want to speak to this past weekend. Jack and I were honored to be a part of the Spring Leadership Conference in Albany, where we had an opportunity to really go over advocacy. The board of directors met, our next generation committee met the day prior, which was an incredible conversation that we had that day. And you know, we have another one coming up in April. You know. Senator Shelley Mayer was there, Dan Fuller was there, deputy director. It was it was a really great conference and I think we got a lot of purposeful work done. And, you know, unfortunately I wasn't able to stick around for the advocacy portion where they actually meet with the legislation. But I'm hoping that went very well. I gotta circle back with some of my colleagues, but i think it speaks to just the importance of this work and why we're kind of all doing this and it was really nice to see everybody and you know to kind of bounce some ideas off and really get an update on the the state budget and the legislative process
0: cd came and spoke to us right that was great how things are going the updates as far
1: as even the internal right
0: Yeah. And I mean,
1: I I think, you know, Jack, correct me if you know you felt differently, but I felt like the the tone this year was much more positive. You know, a lot of the federal funding is offsetting kind of the angst that we're used to year to year with finances. But, you know, they they, they Uh spoke to Governor Kathy Hochul and just kind of keeping the ship moving forward. Not a lot of controversy, not putting a lot of policy into the budget. And I think that's reflected in just kind of the tenor at the state level. So it was it was a great conference. It was good to see everybody and a lot of great work was being done there but focusing on today one of, yeah one of the <laughs> things that we spoke to especially with our next generation committee and has been a continued focus is the enhancing and longevity of the sbo profession and what i mean by that is we have a lot of individuals potentially retiring in the next few years but the big concern is we don't have enough qualified candidates to kind of backfill those vacancies so today We have Jamie Rogers, School Business Executive at Pine Valley, and Dr. Chris Dillon, Assistant Superintendent for Business and Finance at Levittown, to really talk with us about interviewing techniques, what to do, especially what not to do, and really what they've gleaned from their experience in the the field. So we have a great conversation with them. We're excited to bring you this today. And here's our interview with Jamie and Chris. Today on the podcast, we have Jamie Rogers, School Business Executive at the Pine Valley Central School District, and Dr. Christopher Dillon, Assistant Superintendent for Business and Finance at Levittown School District. Welcome both to the podcast. We're happy to have you on this morning.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yes. What's up, guys? How
1: are we doing?
2: Really good. Right. Doing well. Wonderful time of year.
1: Sure is, yeah. Thank you for making time for us. I know we're in the throes of budget, so (laughs) our time is strapped all around. But we're excited to have both of you on today to kind of go through what it's like uh, in the SBO market and interviewing as a whole.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, right now,
1: Chris and I,
0: we're in the same area. We're in Nassau. And I can't tell you, I don't remember a time when... I mean, first, we thought it was nuts because there were like 20 vacancies, most mostly for uh, at least over half of them filled for superintendents, which is, was just telling. But then now, I mean, recently, we've got a half a dozen, actually more, because there's a couple more last week, right, Chris, for SBO roles, assistant for business, right? So we kind of feel like, wow. I mean, for our members, this could be an opportunity, uh, whether you're new or seasoned. And we say that because... Nine times out of ten, we know the bigger districts are looking for a sitting business official, right? Somebody with experience, and that's how it generally goes. They're more comfortable with that, right? Or someone taking it home, or you could say the wheel, to, the keys to the castle, whatever you call it. I'm, I'm all messed up this morning, <laughs> but but nonetheless, what that does do is if somebody from a small district moves into a bigger one, the small district now might be open to right somebody who's recently a number two or things like that. So it's good to have this this on um, podcast. So we're excited. So I guess I'll, I'll jump it off then John because we got a few questions here and I know these guys are great and ladies I should say. And Jamie by the way I haven't seen you since SBMW. How's it been going? I didn't get a chance to really talk to you before the podcast. It's
3: going great. It's I can't wait to go back.
0: I know. Are you coming <laughs> back in June? Uh, you coming back in June?
3: I hope so. Okay. I'm not sure right. yet.
0: See yeah, it was nice to, it. It. nice to see nice to
1: listen. see everybody in person up. again, wasn't it?
3: It was. It was great.
0: By the way, did not like disclaimer, it opened up Asbo New York. If if you haven't already signed up for June summit, it opened yeah. up yesterday, so officially open. Um,
2: oh, you when I got your text, I got your text. I already took care of it. I'm glad
0: <laughs> you did, man, cuz you know how it goes. The things go like like hotcakes, man. <laughs> so and to into real...
1: real quick petitions close for board seats this Friday the 18th. Yeah, if you want to run for the board, jump in there. Um, we're a great group of folks. We got so
0: much accomplished over the weekend, but let's not digress. Another time is very valuable and very important. We value your time. So I guess to either of you, and you can both answer, um, just kind of curious. I mean, I know what the market is in my area, actually. So Jamie, what's the SEO market like in your area? And why do you think or even don't think there are opportunities out there? So we are a very
3: rural School, we do not have a big market at all. Actually, I think districts around us range when they put out an application or a posting for school business administrator, we get like three to five.
0: Wow. Really? Are they they qualified?
3: (laughs) Uh, Well, minimally, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think that people just don't know that these jobs are out there when it comes to our area. Yeah. So it's tough to get candidates and get qualified candidates for these positions.
1: Are you seeing a lot of shared business officials in your area or does each district typically have their own?
3: Each district typically has their own. Okay. I, I know that I have heard of some districts sharing in the past. It just didn't work out. But I think it might come down to that if we continue to see the market like it is.
1: Yeah. And and that's a great point. I mean, the the qualifications are super important. And Jack and I, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, specifically with the next generation committee that we're co-chairing. We're really focused on kind of just that, that next generation of business official and getting the profession out in front of college students, high school students, because a lot of people don't even know these jobs exist. And I think, Jamie, kind of from what you were saying, that is kind of an issue right now where people don't even know these opportunities are out there. So uh, great, great points. And Chris, maybe can you speak briefly to, to your your area? I know you and Jack are, are similarly located.
2: Well, just to piggyback on your comments, I mean, you know, I came from a family of educators and I had no idea these jobs existed. You know, I came from the private sector. I was working several years for, you know, companies like Pepsi Cola and Kohler. And, and you know, during the recession, you know, I had, you know, I had my MBA. I was doing finance and, and a lot of facilities work in those, for those companies. And then, you know, got caught up in the, in the layoffs. And then it wasn't until I learned that, you know, these programs existed that you could piggy- piggyback with your, you know, masters and then get into schools and you know, I got lucky. My first job was it was as an assistant to the soup where it was basically like doing facilities, treasurer, uh, transportation, basically sense. anything the superintendent their beck and call. But I was able to get in and learn a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I agree, like the colleges, if you know, were aware because, you know, doing, so I do adjunct work for College of St. Rose and Stony Brook. And you have pretty much all SBL, SDL candidates. Very rarely do you see the SDBL person who wants to pursue the business part.
1: That's a great point. And we brought that up this weekend as part of our committee work. You know, we were focusing on what can we do to get the, the name out there and to kind of reduce the barriers to entry. But we realized that a lot of these programs statewide are just SDL or SBL programs and you're sprinkling in a couple of courses and now it's an SDBL program. Very few offer an authentic SDBL, business operations, you know, that kind of focus to to the curriculum. So another great point. So maybe, Chris, expounding on what you just said, you know, when you're looking at potentially, you know, applying for a job or or considering it, you know, what do you do as as a candidate? So in your past experience, what do you bring to your interviews, you know, throughout the different rounds? What kind of research do you visit the district? Maybe just talk us through kind of what you could give advice to those that are listening to the podcast.
2: I mean what one of the things you know now seeing that the number of opportunities exist on the island with people retiring and covid and all that you know the normal you know looking at the budget you know for 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 all of us you know who've been in our positions for a while you know I think we're in a, we're in a position where you know we can choose the job as opposed to trying to get your entry level business official job so you know looking at the financials you know number of reserves looking at the audit reports and the corrective action plans is huge but for me, one thing I I, I learned from another colleague was uh, attend a board meeting, you know, see how the board interacts with central office, how the public's interacting and get the feel. And you know what? And if it doesn't feel right, then maybe it's not the right job for you because, you know, quality of life is huge. You know, you, we, we can't really, we can, you can put a financial price on it depending upon everybody's, you know, different aspect of it. But, you know, these jobs are 24 seven. And if you see something that you don't like or that you like, you know, that may motivate you to pursue it even, even further.
1: That's a great point. And, you know, in our positions, presenting to the board and that community interfacing is is a huge piece of it. So, Jamie, what about you?
3: Just to piggyback a little off of what Chris said, it it is important to get to know their board. And, you know, a colleague told me that you're interviewing them as much as as they're interviewing you. It has to be a right fit. And if it's not, then, you know, it it's it's just not, but it's important to get to know that that team. So I think that when you're interviewing as well, it's important for you to bring. If you're gonna say that you've done something, bring something to show that you've done that. Yeah. You know, have okay. a portfolio with you that shows the work that you've done. It's important. They want to see that. They don't just want to hear it. Yeah.
1: Something like okay. that would definitely make you stand out, I would, I would, I would think, in a an interview process. Absolutely. So
0: I guess, you know, that that's the preparation, right? You know, it's so it's one thing I, I, I'd say to like, you know, have your nerves be calm because you're prepared and it, it helps. But if you had to, maybe, you know, there are with any interview, like how do you really navigate that? So maybe I don't know if you guys either have maybe a few top practices for interviewing for the role. I mean, like what would they be? Like maybe I, cause for me, maybe sometimes like your eye contact, right. Or, or body language or other intangibles, like the energy and address, you know, that you have on, like, what do you, well, what do you um, recommend?
3: I'll jump in I guess I think eye contact is big. And I found that in a lot of interviews that I've been a part of, you ask a candidate a question and they answer only to the person that asked the question and not Mm -hmm. everyone in the room. And that's really a pet peeve of mine because you want everyone to know that you notice all of them and you're answering to all of them. So I think that eye contact, not only with that one person, but with everyone in the room is important.
0: Awesome.
2: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, piggyback on that, you know, expected the unexpected. I mean, you know, there's situations where you, you think you're going in for the first round and it may be just a screening with one or two people. And then you walk into a room and there's, you know, 15 or 17 people sitting at the table. <laughs> and you're thinking, crazy. wow, this is this is supposed to be a screening interview. And, you know, so I know uh, and, then, about. <laughs> and then I, I agree. The eye contact is huge. You know, I I have that problem. You know, it's very hard to you want to answer the questions of the person that asked it. But you also want to be able to circle the room and make eye contact with everybody else. The other uh, other issue I find is in our jobs, we sit on the other side of the table so much that when you have to interview, you had to put yourself in the shoes and of the people that are asking the questions. And we all know yes. what goes on behind the scenes, the number of questions that are passed around, yes. the notes, the talking, good, bad, all the little mm-hmm. you know aspects that you're observing, you know, from how the dress, body language, eye contact. So. <laughs> You know, it's it's somebody once told me you get the job for all the right reasons and you get the job for all the wrong reasons.
0: You know, this is true. Well, you know what's funny that you mentioned this, Chris, about like how all the questions. I remember some time ago I went on on one interview and I, it was like a, a bombardment of people, right? And everybody they had two or three questions, right? So it was sort of like, you know, you want to make sure you answer each question, but then sometimes you may want to repeat it or even write it down because. You know, like they're asking multiple questions. So, like, like what we're doing now, like when we ask you questions, like sometimes it's not just one question, but it's like a multiple layering. And so, I think that that that's key. And I
1: and I remember too, Chris. You know, you you was talking about like just those over the top like screening interviews that that reminds me of when I interviewed for my first business official job. It was a screening interview, but I walk into the room and there's literally 22 people there. You know, two people from each union, and then some sprinkled <laughs> in from administration. Each had a question. I'm like, what am I getting myself into? to. Like, it was like way over the top, but thankfully it worked out, but, you know, you need to be prepared for the, for the unknown, like, like you said, but, you know, maybe expounding on that a little bit even further, typically through interviews towards the end, you know, the, the committee or whoever is doing the interviewing often asks, you know, do you have any questions for us? So Chris, can you maybe start and what, you know, what kind of questions do you ask or what do you think is something pertinent to the interview process to get across your skill set as a, a qualified?
2: Depending upon, you know, what, what stage of the interview process you're at. So, you know, if, if, if you're with, you know, cabinet superintendent, I'd like to focus on relationship questions. You know, if you've made it that far, you know, you've, you've proven that you understand the knowledge of the position and now, you know, it's all about relationships. You know, the superintendent's looking for somebody that, you know, they can work with and they can trust and loyalty. And the cabinet is looking somebody that can blend with them um, more of a committee. I would focus on, you know, asking questions. Is there anything you know, else that I may have missed or, you know, didn't elaborate fully to anybody. And, you know, sometimes you get the uh, dead silence and maybe even follow up with that question to one of the questions that somebody in the committee asks.
1: Yeah. Great. Great. And Jamie, what about you? What is your kind of go-to or what would you recommend?
3: I always like to know why, what the committee loves about their job. Because I wanna walk in and I wanna you know, ask them, what is the reason for you to get up and come to work every day? What do you love about where you work?
1: Yeah, and I think those answers will definitely speak to the culture similar to what we were talking about with kind of viewing the Board of Education meetings. Yep. Wow, that was great,
0: Jamie. I mean, I've I I actually never thought about that all these years, that was really good. Um, I guess now I for me, interviewing, we're talking about a lot of things that you should do, right? And how to prepare yourself and what maybe to expect. But really, I want to know what should you absolutely not do during an interview or throughout your screening process altogether. I mean, actually, I even have a secondary question of that. Like I'm always debating, should I write a, a letter, not a letter, like an email, you know, to, to the interview staff, because in corporate that's something typical, but maybe it's different per region, but I wanted to just get your guys spin on it. But really going back to the first question, what do you think you should not do for our listeners out there?
2: I mean, what is something that I've learned, you know, being on the other side is, you know, a person who doesn't do their homework on the district and may confuse them with another district or a (laughs) a neighboring district. So, you know, know, doing your homework is important and, you know, Another thing is that, you know, we're all in the public eye. Every district has something going on that has made the papers. You know, mm-hmm. it's touchy subjects. You know, I would definitely you know advise staying away from certain areas of, of that aspect.
0: True. You don't want to make me feel bad, right? Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Jamie, what would you not do during an interview?
3: So uh, in some interviews, when we come around to the end and say, do you have any questions? I always cringe when somebody says, yeah, when's the start date or what are the job duties? And I'm like, well, you just applied for this job. You should know what the job duties are. Yes, they you. Don't apply for a job if you don't know what you're applying for.
1: Wow. <laughs> Thankfully, I've never experienced that. I would be scratching my head if I heard that one. Like, yes. do you know where you are right now?
3: <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
0: You know, right. also, not just to jump on that, because it's something again, I mentioned right before we started that, folks uh, were asking about resume writing uh, with asbo like i know that that's probably an intangible as well maybe you and chris just speak to that before we wrap up as part of your advice because you know i guess you do when you do apply right jamie you do want to get seen you want to get recognized to actually get the opportunity to get in the room so is there anything that maybe you will lend to to that uh respect as far as resume writing and how you know, they should look or shouldn't look. And they, again, it's, it's your area too. Maybe area could be different, but you know, just, I'm curious.
3: I think that the resume is very important. It's the first thing that they're going to look at when you're applying for a job. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to make sure it looks professional. It, get other people to look at it before you turn it in. Got it. You want to know that it's what they want and it's not just a poorly written resume. Well,
1: you you You've both given us some great conversation here, and we really appreciate your time this morning again, especially right now in the middle of budget. So Jamie, maybe starting with you. You know, we always give our guests an opportunity to just give some general advice and you know, speak to our listeners. so what what do you have for the people this morning?
3: I think that a struggle that a lot of people have is not applying because they don't think they're qualified. I, people need to push themselves to to apply for these positions. Mm-hmm. If you think you're not qualified, do it anyway. It's good experience to get out there and get interviews in. Yeah. What
2: a, what a, one of the uh, you know biggest things and, and the follow up on Jamie was saying was, you know, I do a lot of mentoring, you know, with, with students or former students and, you know, coming out of the gate, if they're in a business office position, such as an accountant treasurer, and they're just completing their STBL, it's almost like they're looking at a district and they say, well, I don't want to work there, you know, or it's just not meant for me. And I'm always saying, you know, just like, Hey, apply, get the interview experience. If you get the job at the end of the day, it's your decision to take it or not. You're also, you know, you don't have that title yet. So you may have to take a job in a district, you know, work a couple of years, get the experience and then look again. You know, I tell them not to get discouraged. I can't even tell you the number of districts I probably got my dear John letters from, you know, I probably got a file somewhere in the house. (laughs) You know, I just think it helps you over time. You learn from each interview and, you know, eventually all it takes is one. That's it. All it takes is one. people forget that so right
1: well chris jamie thank you both again for your time this morning we're really excited to get this out to everyone because this is going to be even more prevalent in the coming years as more of these business officials are retiring and there's these vacancies that are left without qualified candidates to follow them up so good luck with your budgets we'll be in touch and thank you again for your time thank you Thanks for tuning in today with our interview with Jamie and Chris. So they did an amazing job really walking us through some techniques. Great job. Interviewing. And, and as, as we said earlier, you know, maybe things you shouldn't be doing you know, during an interview. Process. Absolutely. Some, some weird stuff. <laughs> a little hair in there. But, you know, I have to say this is that
0: every time we do an episode, I just wonder, like, how we are in time in today's age, SBL as a move, it, we're in March, midway. This, again, is timely, as we have just met Spring Leadership over the weekend with the board, as you alluded to earlier, John, you know, talking about the future of the industry. Part of it is getting people, you know, getting a foot in the door, right? And right. so... Just that's so half the battle sometimes. And segue is segues right into, look, you know, here's some things you really need to do to prepare yourself get getting there. And I think I like, I want to say, probably having that, that, that pitch book or something to that effect, right, to show your skills is probably big, and for yeah. somebody yeah. new... I would take heed of that and I can say that me personally, I think I did that when I first um, got to, to to Valley Stream. So great episode. Take it for his work. And also go further. With all these episodes, you can go always go back and listen to other episodes and call these people everyone we have on this is our industry they're all amenable to receiving calls they're all very friendly and they don't have they don't hesitate like this is what we are we, we're do. we all in it together we speak to each other just spring leadership was just a reminder of that right john I mean, right yeah i mean
1: we're all one community even though we're
0: statewide Correct. Yeah. So we're all really on the same team, even though in different districts. So this is great. So we're looking forward to more episodes. And I do want to hint
1: quarter. that we, you know, being at Spring Leadership, we were able to meet a couple new people and we did make a plug to get some people on the podcast. So I don't want to give yeah, it away. Yeah, that, don't want to give it know, away, but we
0: have some special guests coming we up. We've got some big time folks coming up, so you're going to really enjoy it. And, you know, it's not even just that. We're going to really like go next level with this. I want to say that also we do want to hear more from you all and I spoke to a couple of folks so please reach out to us at splperspectives at gmail.com. You know, we have our website, so SPL Check us out, you know, because and on Twitter we're blasting more. We just want to really get this industry up. And a part of what we're doing here, we're having fun, right, John? I mean yeah. like, this is this is great. I mean this is better than any hobby I can imagine. And it's so fulfilling rewarding. But that's the key is that we want you as listeners to definitely get the most you can out of this because one of the things I know is that it paid it forward and that's part of this as well. And uh, we're, right. we're grateful where we are but we want to as we see the industry changing that's why the next community is here. This is why it's leadership is here. So follow suit check us out splperspectives.com again on Twitter. And we got some, we're going to be doing some new things too. Next quarter, we got some cool prizes and hopefully we'll be back at the, the summit. So yeah. And if that. you
1: didn't, yeah, if you didn't pick up on that earlier, Ed Summit is now open for registration. So, so make sure that, you know, you put in your registration. We'll see you in June. Great. All right, guys. Well, with that again, I'm Jack
0: Mitchell along with the team John Bacato. And hey, we're signing off. Extra Perspective. See you next week. Thanks everyone.